Welcome to another episode. Oh, welcome to another episode of the Card Authority Podcast. It's been a crazy week, and let's jump straight into it tonight. To oh, oh, don't know what's going on there with my phone. Anyway, uh, let's bring in uh, the one and only, the other AJ. Is it AJ one? Is it AJ two? Oh, geez, it's a new camera angle there, Jenks. Looking uh, very sharp. Yes, sir. We've got a whole new rig going on here, and. Uh... Unfortunately, part of the reason why we're late tonight is because I have been trying to get it all up and running properly. So my apologies in advance to everyone out there that, uh, yeah, we may have AJ2 cutting out a few times this evening. So AJ1 will be taking the reins uh, in the, in that sense. Well, I'll try. I'll try. And I've just noticed, too, we've got a nice little sort of inverted yin and yang colour going on. My white shirt with your black, my black background with your white. I don't know how that happened, but that's going to get real messy on replay. Um, <laughs> mate, so uh, apart from obviously fighting with all the technical bugs this week, how's your week been? How's week one of Supremacy? Have you got every single Sebros card? You mean brilliance? Uh, week oh, one oh, brilliant. See, that, that's the week I've had. I'm just so fried from all of it. Yeah, you got every Sebros card. I don't have every Sebros card yet. I'm still uh, looking out for the 01 and the jumper number 06, but I do fortunately have an 03 in my possession. And nice, nice. I have, a, I think, one more on the way, and I've got a couple of Bulldogs. Still looking for a low-number Bulldog, though. Well, number also, one actually came out about uh, an hour and a half ago, two well, hours I did, ago. I did see that, so I did drop a little sneaky comment on the post where I saw that come out, and... Uh, I'll let those guys enjoy it before I slide into their DMs and see if I can get them done there. Well, yes, well, I'm sure you will slide and I'm sure they will slide into you. And I'm guessing you've probably been tagged about 15 times in that post if I had to have a bit of a crack at it. Um, yeah. But yeah, otherwise uh, it's been it's been a really good week. Um, it's been interesting. Obviously, this is a brand new release, uh, something we're certainly not used to in terms of the timing of the release, unless it was some sort of Christmas thing. Um, and obviously the quality of the release and it's something new altogether, different format, uh, $150 box, single card box, 180 points, steel frame, comes in a one-touch, uh, such limited print run, 2100 cards. So a lot of aspects that are, are very unprecedented and the market, you know, it's still ongoing, the being able to pass judgment on where this is going to sit sort of long-term, but as expected, it came out very, very high. Um, so higher highs and higher lows is the way I see it. We're going through the natural progression of the waves of the market of what will happen every release and continue to happen. Things come out high. People who urgently want to get sets done pay a premium price early on. It then starts to dip off a bit because people need to recoup some funds or generate some sales or trades or whatever it may be to then get their other cards. And you've obviously got a lot of speculators who have moved in here. Then we'll have the bargain hunting and the more set collectors move in as the numbers start to reach you know, the price levels that they would like to purchase at. That removes stock off the market, creates more demand, and up the prices go again. And supremacy, as you mispronounced before, is a great example of exactly that. It was a brand new release, came out really hot, then it dropped off significantly, and right now, Everyone's kicking themselves going, well, I wish I could still get it at what it was around release when we thought it was high. So, yeah. Yep. And uh, Kelly, hello. And uh, obviously, yeah, slide away into those DMs, Adam. You, you're, uh, you, you've you been given the, the, the carte blanche. I'm, I'm approved. I'm approved. 
Um, one other thing I might just add quickly is the unknown factor and the one different factor this time for every other release is the fact that there's only 2,100 cards. So yep. the market the market depth is going to thin out a lot quicker than anyone has, has anticipated in the same way that where there would normally be thousands of cards on eBay, I think there's about 180 odd at the moment and there's only been about 500 that have moved through eBay overall, whether listed, sold, or, or removed off the market or unsold. So, yeah. Yeah, it's completely different scales that we've certainly experienced before or seen before. Um, I guess, look, before I give you my take, it's been thrown around a few times in the last couple of days. And I think we asked this same question when Dominance was on. What percentage of these boxes do you think have been opened now? It feels like a big chunk of the mail has probably arrived by this stage. Yeah, I'd say oh, I still don't think half, not even not even half would have been opened yet. I still reckon only about 35%, 30, right. 35% has actually been opened. I think there's maybe another 20 to 30% that will be getting opened in the coming days. And then I think that remaining 40-odd percent is going to be coming out over the next couple of months, you know, whether it's in breaks or secondary market resale of sealed stock. You know, the recurring theme seems to be there's more sealed stock selling on eBay than there is single cards, like that yeah. are actu actually selling through. So people are still paying 500, you know, 450 to $550 for a box, but they don't want to pay that price for a card. So uh, it's indicative that people are either buying it to sit on it or buying it to break it, really. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. So look, I, I don't know. I was probably, and we, there were a couple of threads, um, you know, that were floating around that I sort of alluded to, you know, if you asked me two or three days ago, I thought definitely under half. Um, I don't know. I feel like a little bit more has been exposed in the last 24 hours. I feel like there were some big chunks of mail. And um, again, it's, it's, it's hard to sort of, look, it's hard to quantify it, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I may be re-evaluating re my original decision. I think perhaps a little bit more has been opened than, than I thought. Than I thought, But there's still plenty. There is still plenty that has not been touched. Um, you know, we obviously know a few people that have got a few boxes that through different parts of the network. And, uh, yeah, there's still plenty. There's still plenty. But, you know, as yeah, Sean's just mentioned there, um, I've definitely noticed a lot more of the bigger cards and the notable cards have come out in the last couple of days, the O1s and the jumper numbers, whereas it felt like for the first couple of days, we really didn't see many of those at all. Um, sure, but at, at, the same, yeah, at the same time, though, like how many of those number ones have you actually, do you think you've really seen yeah, pop up, you know, because there's 42 of them. Mm. Do, you think, do you think you've seen 10, 20? Like to me, I've seen maybe a handful. Yeah. Yeah,ポリ。いや、ポリフェ。あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
you can sort of do some quick sort of estimates from volume of eBay, both listed and sold, sort of volumes on Facebook. Again, there's no exact number. We obviously we don't know every box that's been opened, but you can get a fair guide um, of what probably has been opened. Um, but yeah, the yeah. you know the short the short answer is there's no exact method to know. No, but we're, look, we're looking at a few, a few of those different data sets. So exactly right. You know, we've got that, we're, you know, we're tracking eBay very closely since release, both completed, uncompleted and current. And then uh, we're tracking Facebook across a multitude of different pages. We're not going to give you what we've got, but we certainly have a spreadsheet that's keeping track of every card that is visibly coming out. And yep. there's obviously a, per a percentage that we add on top of that for people who are not showing what they've got. Now, given... Most people were very limited in what they could purchase here. Our expectation is that someone isn't busting five cases and only showing the hits from two cases. If someone's showing two cards, four cards, it's generally most likely what they've got or that they've opened. And if they happen to get more, they're probably reselling the sealed stock. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So, look, you know, I guess, look, you know, winding the conversation back a little bit, I, I, I probably, I haven't experienced, like, I wasn't, you know, involved heavily when supremacy was around um i have been absolutely and we've talked about this privately but i've been absolutely overwhelmed by the general positive sentiment that this release has brought out i yeah. felt like there was a ton of negativity when dominance came um it feels like definitely for the first few days everyone was excited it didn't matter what their hits were it didn't matter what they were getting everyone was celebrating with everyone's boxes or cards that they were getting and it was just a generally a really good vibe in the community um i think there was probably an element of people were waiting and their their own anticipation of what they were going to get and you know positive thoughts and all that kind of stuff um but that's definitely been a surprising upside to what i've noticed in this first week um i didn't quite expect it to be as strong um as i expected you know what i mean so yeah. i think that that's been a really really nice benefit of the community yeah no it's definitely been uh positive from the get-go i think the way the release was done as we discussed last episode was uh, you know it's really smart in terms of the staggering although yes it has its downside but you know, in terms of the bots and people double dipping and stuff, I think overall, for, you know, 98% of the people that I'm aware of that wanted to purchase this product got this product. Um, and there were a few that bought more off the secondary market as well or had that plan from the get-go. So I think generally there was a lot of positivity around the fact that people were able to order it and then there's been really positive as it's arrived to people and they've taken those cards out there's some amazing videos of people busting their stuff. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel just commented me. Yeah. yeah there's, there's just some awesome stuff. And um, thank you to everyone who's been getting involved on the Good Vibes page and on the Card Authority page, posting up all your photos and videos and stuff like that. It's, it's what it's all about. Like, you know, the physical cards are only one aspect of it. It's everything that's involved in getting those cards and then the emotional aspects of enjoying it. And now with a release like this, everyone knows something premiums coming out of that box is what's it going to be and yeah it's uh it's uh, amazing stuff so yeah the, the hobby is definitely a buzz at the moment and you can feel it like you can feel the vibe big time but you can also see that vibe in, in numbers as you as you know so yeah yep so uh, let me ask you a question obviously you know you're certainly a more experienced member in this community 
Would you say this um, this release has been good for business? And when I say business, not so much the select side of things, but do you think people are getting the cards they want? Do you think deals are getting done? Where where do you think the overall um, the vibe, I guess, you know, it, has it been good for transactions or has it been a little bit of a mirage? Uh, I think it well, of course, we've lost Janks, which we were expected. Hopefully, he'll bounce back in two seconds. As we did say at the top of the show, you know, in the mean streets of Glen Iris, they're still on dial-up. So, um, yeah, look, obviously, you know, we were just talking about whether or not there's, you know, there's been a lot of deals done and already people sort of posting through, you know, deals that they've done and stuff in the comments. Um, I, I definitely think that there seems to be a lot of cards for sale. Um, it seems in the early days, lots of deals got done, lots of cards seem to be sold and moved over. Um, I, I wonder how many trades are actually being done and certainly mention in the comments whether you've been lucky enough to do um, any trades at all and receive the cards that you want. Um, you know, I know personally, I'm, you know, still trying to check down some Richmond cards, but having some fantastic conversations with people and, you know, everyone wants to get the best deal for themselves and ideally get the cards they want. So, Hopefully that will continue on and, um, you know, everyone ends up with a card that they want, but there's going to be some situations where people don't get what they want. And unfortunately that's the nature of the card business that if everyone got everything they wanted, well, I mean, yeah, it just wouldn't be happening. So look, obviously lots of questions coming through. Jenks is still um, somewhere floating around cyberspace. So hopefully he'll come back at one time uh, at some point. Um, yeah, and look, Peter, you make a great point there. $100, $150 for a guaranteed case hit is absolutely great value. Um, you know, Jenks mentioned it just before that people go in box breaks and all those sorts of things hoping to get a case hit. Well, you're guaranteed to get that hit when you open a box of Bruins. So that's great. Um, yeah, Tim, that's a good point. Trades have all been dried up a little bit. That's kind of what I was leading to as well. I thought in the early days lots of trades got done, but it feels like perhaps as the days are going on and more people have got what they want and probably the value has been determined a little bit more um, that not as many trades are being done. But, um, yeah, look, let's hope people get keep getting trades done. Michael, got a trade done. We'll start to be a lot of three or four-way trades. Yeah, I absolutely agree too. I think um, obviously there's the the top level of cards, um, you know, the Dusties and the, the big Collingwood cards and the jumpers and stuff like that, which are harder to get deals done. But it's good to see a lot of the sort of mid-range and lower-range cards getting done. Um, you know, I've seen lots of, you know, Port Adelaide for Adelaide trades, which has been brilliant because, you know, obviously most Port and Adelaide supporters don't really think a lot of each other. So it's nice that those deals are getting done. Um, you know, I've, I've also seen sort of, you know, um, oh, and Jenks is coming back to us now. Um, I've also noticed too that a lot of people have been offering two cards or one card trades. Um, Jenks, we're just talking about the amount of trades that are being done certainly in the first couple of days. Um, so yeah, look, it's uh, and look, Cherry just made a good point there. Lots of lots of uh, lots of trades, stuff like that. So that's really good. Um, look, a bit of a th an under. Oh, sorry, Jenks, you look like you were going to say something. So, there. so sorry, whilst I was uh, off in uh, attempting to get back into cyberspace again, back into orbit. Um, so was the consensus just now that there was a lot of trading happening or there hasn't been a lot of trading happening? Because I feel like there hasn't been as much as what I've anticipated beforehand. However, 
upon reflection, everyone's only for the most part got two cards or two or cards or four cards. So how much trading well, can Tim, really yeah, Tim, happen? Tim made yeah. a good point here that there seemed to be a lot of trading in the first couple of days. Um, but probably that's dried up a little bit now as people have established what value is and they might have already got their cards, things like that. Um, yeah, and Don, that's exactly what I sort of talked about too, about the Crows and Ports guys seem to be doing a bit of trades between each other, which is fantastic. Um, so, look, I guess there's a few, you know, we'll move on. We won't recap it. You know, obviously, Jake's can watch the show later, as he <laughs> always does. Um uh, Dave's David Hunter's just saying too that he uh, he got a trade done for both his Hawks cards, which is fantastic. And look, keep keep sending through your messages if you have been you know able to get your trades done. That's fantastic. Um, the let's talk a little bit about damage. And as I sort of said in um, on one of the posts during or the last couple of days, um, there there has been some damage on some of the cards. Um, and when we say on some of the cards. There seems to the, the general consensus that I've been hearing from people is that perhaps the gold frame is not quite at the the level that they feel that they're happy with. Some are certainly a lot worse than others. I've also seen a couple too where it looks like there's a cup. It looks like a little mark in the bottom corner. Um, a lot of those times, it's actually just a little bit of glue resin that does actually move, or it's a scratch on the one touch. Um, but there definitely has been some damage. Um, questions and photos floating around. Have you experienced that with any of your cars, Jenks, or just hearing it secondhand? Yeah, no, I have. Uh, I definitely noticed. Um, I noticed, yeah, early on and commented on it, obviously, on Facebook as well, that there looked to be a combination of, yeah, but maybe glue resin or internal scratching on the one touches or maybe some scuffing on the borders as well. Um, in saying that, I think some of it is certainly warranted that it will need to be looked at to be replaced, but I think some of it also is to be expected almost to an extent with this type of product as well. Um, as I know with regards to international product like MBA and, and whatnot, um, their people tend not to necessarily grade the really thick cards and the relic cards and things like that because the way they are produced and the way they're printed and constructed, they uh, that they one that's the way they're constructed but two they're susceptible to you know minor scuffing and minor damage and stuff like that as well so it's something to be a bit conscious of so you know i've looked at my cards at this stage i can see you know little bits and pieces that i could really nitpick but i think a lot of it's internal case related stuff as you said with glue and scratching and even humidity related stuff as well where it's it's you know there's a bit of humidity build up in there um and at this stage, I don't think I'm going to be pushing any of mine, my PC ones to, to be replaced. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with yep. that. Yeah, and, and look, Glenn just made a good comment here. I don't know if all the, the, the message will get there, but uh, I might protect it better in transit and production. Look, you, you're probably right. I guess the cards were made to fit the 180.1 touch. Um, you know, is it actually only a 170 or 155? Who knows? I guess that's probably going to be a learning lesson and also something that selector obviously creating their own range of plastic and protection wear so in the future you might find completely custom sized cards that are made by and made to fit protective wear that they are going to make themselves so that's a good yeah. point glenn um that's something i'm sure select will probably look at 
Um, I saw someone else mention something before. I'm not going to post it up, but we're not sitting here just going positive, positive, positive. We, we're pretty balanced here and we will call things out that we think are good or bad, just as we are now about the damage. So don't think that we're just sitting here um, with goggles on. We cover all issues here. So, um, so look, I, obviously I had some pretty detailed conversations with Select this week and we've, you know, I know personally I've been getting lots of questions and I'm sure you have been too, Adam. Yeah. So um, Select have, have informed me and, and certainly given me permission to pass this on on the show is that they will inspect and review all cards that are sent in with suspected damage or any issues. Um, a couple of things to note. Now, first of all, if the void sticker is removed from that one touch, they will not inspect and they will not replace. So please understand that if you take that sticker off and you take the card out of the one touch, they will not be able to help you at all. The second most important thing about this is, as per the select website, there is 14 days to return a card that has any damage on it. Um, obviously, 14 days is around Wednesday next week, somewhere in that ballpark. So if you have got boxes that you want to open or you have cards that you want to send back, um, I advise you to email select. Don't call them, email them. Um, Robbie, who does an amazing job there. And, and I just want to pause for a second and say that, you know, Robbie takes a fair brunt of all the customer interaction, both positive and negative at Select. And she is professional and does an amazing job. And we've just lost Jenks again. Clearly his internet is horrible. Um, but just remember that, you know, people can get frustrated and you can get frustrated, especially if there is damage on a card or something hasn't worked out. So reach Robbie, you know, reach out to Robbie, shoot her an email, be nice to her and she will do her best to make sure you looked after and get your card replaced. Um, I'd be really disappointed by the community if, you know, she certainly isn't being treated with the respect that she's due because, um, you know, she does an amazing job and we don't work for Select. We don't have any association with them. Um, but yeah, credit where credit is due, she does a really good job. So if you want to reach out to Robbie via email or via the contact form on their website, make sure you do it by next Wednesday. Um, she will offer a little bit of a grace period, but, um, you know, they're pretty firm on their rules and they want to get a good gauge of what product has been damaged and what product potentially needs to be replaced and fixed. And that will certainly be done sometime after Christmas. Now, I must stress that it is about six months to get a card replaced. Um we could probably have a whole conversation about how that impacts the market and things like that with a whole batch of cards not available. But if you've got a card that is um, a PC card that you're probably never gonna sell and you want it to be in mint condition, well, get it replaced. Um, if it's a card that you're probably gonna flip or sell later on or do something with, well, I probably lean to not worrying about it because there's so many cards that are not perfect. And that's certainly something that the NBA community is um, very, very aware of. So yeah, make sure um, you reach out to Robbie via email by next Wednesday and let her know that you've got an issue with one of your cards. She'll give you directions on what to do with it and how to get it looked after. But Select is certainly here to help and she's certainly here to help. So make sure you are. Yeah, make sure you get it done. Yeah, and that's on um, the the, in, the info email address that's on the website. I think it's info at selectaustralia.com.au. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and, and Justin, look, yeah, time, you know, it's not running out. She she said that she will have a little bit of leeway for people that are delayed. And obviously they can see at their end when boxes are arriving and things like that. So, um, you know, but don't expect to be buying and selling a million cards via email and the groups and then going and sending them in because it's not going to happen. Um, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, just again, just I can see a couple of comments there saying about the border damage and uh, I can see Scott and Don having a bit of a conversation in the comments. And um, yeah, exactly right. So I actually opened up, I took the seal off one of my cards and once I opened it up, what I thought was scuff marks around, scuff marks around the, the gold border were not. It was just like, I, I don't even know what it was, whether, as I said, it was from the humidity or it was fingerprint or something like that. I sort of just wiped it with my cotton T-shirt and it just looked it looked back to sort of like mince mince shiny condition. So it's risky to open it up. That's the only problem. I you know I took the punt on it. If you if you want to you know send it back, basically, then you can't really break the sticker, so to speak. However, maybe email say this is what it looks like. Send a photo. You know, do you approve me to open this? the sticker so I can look inside the case. So then at least they know you've reported potential damage before you've broken the seal. Yeah, and that's probably what I suggest. And look, obviously, um, you know, that's that's a really good point. Just just get in touch with Select as soon as possible um, and explain your situation. And as I said, Robbie is very good at looking after all this and she certainly will. Peter, you, you, you know, you make an interesting point. It's not an issue that um, it's an expiry of the sticker effect on the seal box, but if you go and open a sealed box in January and there is an issue with the card, it is very likely that you're going to find it harder to get it replaced because it's so long after the release date. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that they won't replace it. And I'm not saying that they will, but there are rules and regulations on how they manage this. Otherwise, they can be getting requests months, years down the track, and it's just not possible to replace cards that late. So... Um, Again, reach out to Select, let them know your your particular situation, um, and that's probably the best way to go about it. Um, just reading through the comments, heaps of comments coming through, guys, so please keep sending them through, obviously. Um, have we heard anyone doing a brilliant master set? Um, no, but I'm sure there is. Um, yeah, I'm sure someone will pop up soon enough about it. I would suspect any full select master set collectors would be doing this one as well. It's, it wouldn't be cheap, I'll tell you that much. This would be an expensive set to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, yeah, Michael, you're right. You know, it's 14 days after delivery date. But um, as I said, a lot of those things can be tracked. But if you're buying boxes off eBay and stuff like that, you're going to find it a little bit trickier, a little bit tricky. But, again, communicate with select. They're here to help. They certainly want to help. Um, but just do it sooner rather than later. That's the simple question. Yeah. Um, oh, good, Jonathan. Your gold borders are beautiful. Yeah, look, a lot of the cards look, do look fantastic. And as we mentioned, you know, I had a little bit of guck on one of my my North Melbourne cards, and I simply just sort of gave the, the one touch a little bit of a shake, and the actual mark moved, and that's how I realised that it was just a little bit of glue. Um, yeah, so don't stress. You know, again, communicate with Select. They might be able to advise you what to do. Um, yes, Cherry, it will be a fun chase getting those master sets. I'm sure you guys um, will get a few of them in the shop, so make sure you go and check out Cherry if you want to go and buy a few of them. Yes, Jace, it is cheaper than Supremacy at this stage, but there is only 42 cards. Um, 
Okay, so yeah, Jason, do you uh, presuming maybe you might have uh, a client or two that are, are looking for master sets? I'd be interested to know just in, in general terms. Because, um, yeah, every card number to 50, 2,100 cards in the set, there ain't too many to go around, folks. Once they're all out and they're locked away in collections, it's like supremacy. These are the type of the cards that will be last on the list of what people are going to get rid of if they ever have to sell their collections. So, again, people may can think some of the prices are high now. I can tell you after they dip, they're going to be going right back to where they've been and, and beyond. Like they'll, they'll go beyond the levels. A lot of them, I think the signatures are probably the undervalued cards still at the moment. Oh, the the, you know, some, some of the, some of those signatures going for, you know, what's six, 600 to $800. We're talking about, you know, double SIGs numbered to 50 on 180 point stock from a first ever of its kind you know, re release that's a, a, a effectively could be a one of a kind and never to be released again. Um, that's limited to 2,100 cards in the entire series. Effectively, if you were not around for the release in 2020, good luck to anyone in the future trying to acquire these cards. All they're going to get is the super, super high price stuff that sits on eBay and eventually that sells and it's gone. Like it's, and again, like, I think people might be uh, thinking, uh, I know I said something earlier, that there's just going to all of a sudden be this mega abundance of stock on eBay. It can't happen because it's not enough printed. There can't be 2,000 cards on eBay. There can't be 8,000 8, cards on eBay like there was a, of Prestige. Like, it's not going to happen. They'll only ever be in the hundreds of cards on eBay. And once they're gone, they're generally gone. Like, it's going to dry up pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, agree. And I think it goes in dips, you know what I mean? Like, as with every release, it comes out of the gate, goes high, everyone sells off, you know, it might be a little bit seasonal with Christmas, you know, a new release will come out next year, it'll still say flat, and then a comparable release, whether it's Brilliance 2 or Supremacy or whatever it might be, brings new people into the market, suddenly they're like, oh, gee, I wish I had some of those gold-bordered cards. You know, if Select never do Brilliance again, well, I mean, it's... um. It goes without saying that long-term, these cards will certainly be good in value. Shane, you've posted this comment about three or four times now on the thread. Mate, um, we like to talk about everything. We don't ever proclaim to be experts about AFL and the complete history of the game. We're more than happy to get an expert on board to talk about older cards, which we know is your passion, and we know lots of people enjoy it. But, mate, we're, uh, we're not football historians. We uh, try to talk about things that people want to hear about. You know, send us a message if you want to suggest a couple of guests to come on. We're more than happy to interview people. But at the moment, let's talk about brilliance. That's what everyone wants to talk about. That's current. People have got other questions. If you've got a specific question, post it. We'll talk about it. But don't just yeah. keep spam. Don't keep spamming us with the same comment, mate. It's useless. Um, I might just add to that as well that um, it is certainly our intention to to get into the the older cards as well. It's obviously we're just running from release after release after release since we've started the program. So everyone wants to talk about the new releases that are happening at the moment, but um, we're certainly conscious that there is a, a significant history of cards there. Um, I, do, I, I do have a 63 Scanlands in that cabinet, uh, just, uh, just that my shoulder there, shoulder there as well. But uh, I certainly don't consider myself qualified enough to be able to talk about uh, um, the, the Scanlands era stuff or the Corny's era stuff or, or even really some of the older stuff, but I'm certainly conscious that we have a uh, a 
plethora of, uh, of people involved, including Shane and, and I know Jason Ridgway, we've spoken a bit in the past as well. And yeah. uh, there's, there's plenty of guys who are, who are really knowledgeable in that area. So we'll definitely, we'll, we'll be focusing throughout probably that summer period as things start to slow down a little bit before the next release and the start of the, the start of the season. We'll definitely get uh, focused in on a few different bits and bits and pieces in various episodes, and I'd like to think we'll uh, we'll probably be able to dedicate a full pod to some of that old and stuff and get some people in that know what they're talking about. Because uh, yeah, we certainly all we can do is commentate on it. I suppose at the moment we're not embedded enough in that area, but uh, I'd certainly like to know more. But uh, yeah, it's uh, and and it's that's a great easy, point. Not easy, yeah. I would love to learn more. And I think that's why, you know, I certainly don't proclaim to be an expert or a historian of the game. But, gee, if you can suggest a couple of good guests for us to come on and talk about and educate not only myself but the rest of the community, bring it on. That would be beautiful. We'd love to learn more. Absolutely. And I saw, sorry, I saw uh, Aaron just mentioned something about grading up, up before as well and it's something we've talked about a bit. And uh, yeah. we obviously, we, we planned a couple of weeks ago to do a really dedicated episode to uh, to grading and then obviously Brilliance got announced and we've been a little bit sidetracked. But uh, Aaron, it's it's a really good point you raise. And uh, I, I think AJ and I keep talking behind, you know, offline about the, the grading conversation with respect to AFL as well. And it's really interesting. It's almost like, on a weekly basis, our opinions keep swaying backwards and forwards. Where one week, like I feel like grading could be really big and 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 huge for, for AFL, but then again, I think like maybe it's something that people won't embrace. Um, and it's also something that the market really needs to be educated about domestically. Um, and it's tough. Uh, in, in saying that, we've reached we've reached out to the owner of um, Card Grading Australia CGA and. Um, Unfortunately, he can't come on the show, but he's certainly open to taking any viewer or listener questions that we have. So if anyone does have anything really specific that they do want to find out from that particular company, which is Card Grading Australia, um, let shoot, us know. Yeah, shoot, and, us uh, yeah, shoot through and we, we, we can get those and we'll get them up. But otherwise, we're certainly like a, a more vintage-related episode. We're definitely going to do something dedicated to uh, to grading and I know the Cherry Boys are watching at the moment. Well, I, at, I was just at, I was yeah. just going to say, like, we, we actually had a show planned yeah. to catch up with the, the Cherry guys, and then they dropped Bruins on us. So, um, yeah, it's certainly something we're both passionate about and want to talk about and learn about more. But, I mean, um, as much as Jenks would love to talk to you every single night doing this, I need to kind of keep him just settled to just one show a week. That's so, right. um, yeah, o- over the over the summer months where it's a little bit quieter from AFL, we've got a bit of clear air we will definitely run through some of those. Um, there was a question there that I just missed, which I will try to find. Lots of people messaging about cards that they want. And look, um, I'll just touch on this. We're not going to do a specific unicorn hunting session um, section tonight because probably under the true definition of unicorns, brilliance doesn't really fall under that just yet. But... What you guys are doing at the moment in chat is exactly what we wanted to happen later on in the show. If there are cards you are looking for or want to know if those cards have come out, post them. We've got, you know, almost 100 people online at the moment watching the show. Someone might be able to tell you if a card is out or if they have them or they know where it is. You know, let's all help each other hopefully get the cards we want, whether it's sale or trade or whatever it is. Um yeah, so keep posting them in the comments. I won't put them all up on screen, but um, yeah, make sure you keep posting those because they're fantastic. Um, okay, so oh, duh, 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 duh. 
There's a, uh, lot of, a lot of comments here tonight. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, I'll just touch on this one quickly. Obviously, this is probably something that um, we will talk to the Cherry guys about more. And certainly, Dale or, or, or Gray or G, if you're, if you're watching the show, you can respond to this. But um, I think that I know Cherry send everything registered and insured and all that kind of stuff to make sure nothing happens between them and BGS. But again, I'm not an expert on this. I'll get them to answer that. Um, but I, the short answer is I think that they will probably trust it. But that's um, not about right, Janks? Yeah, so I've only had one grading experience so far, which is with BGS. And it Here was, we go. Via, it, was via we go. The, it was via the cherry guys. Big Dale over there. He looked after Janks and he sent off some cards to get graded. And boom, that's what he got back. So we got back. Yeah, there is a couple of nines there, but let's not worry about the nines. We'll just give them the big boys. Oh, that's that's the wrong card. No, that's the right card. The camera's in reverse. Oh, it's oh, that one. Oh, my God. Oh, well, that one's pretty nice too. No, but seriously, um, look, I think the key is there's uh, there's services in Australia that uh, that uh, do, do group setups. So like the Cherry guys, they send on a monthly basis. They have a relationship manager at, over at BGS. You provide the cards to Dale at Cherry. He deals with the process of cleaning and everything as well in the submission, and they look after it from that point. And once it arrives back in Australia, they're your point of contact, so you don't need to track anything. I feel sorry for that bloke because, mate, he gets hammered. Mm. There is a Facebook page dedicated to Dale's submissions, and, wow, does he cop grief all day long. So be, be, be gentle with Dale as well. He's one of the good guys. Be yeah. gentle with Dale. Um David, David, just a question that's popped up here. Does removing the void sticker affect the price in the future? I would say no, is my in, opinion. Yeah, my, my opinion's no as well. My opinion is the void sticker looks really ugly, and uh, as a result, I've already taken one off. Yeah, yeah. If you look where that pen is pointing now. No, look again. It's just, it's all just, it's all just look at me time here with that's a, that's a that's a bulldog with the sticker removed. Um. um yeah, I think if the card's in good condition, there's no need to keep it on. In the same way, like captain signatures and stuff like that, I, I certainly I take them straight out of uh, straight out of those. I can't stand having the stickers on things. Yeah, uh, I, look, I agree too. Um, I mean, obviously, make sure your card's looking okay. Um, you know, and there aren't any issues. And you don't want to send it back to select as what we just spoke about before. Um, once you're happy with your card. Get it out of your one touch. Let it breathe. I've seen some fantastic pictures actually this week. Um, Don, actually, I don't know if he'll probably pop up in chat at some point, but Don pulled out his, I think it's jumper number, where was it? John Coleman, Coventry. I can't remember. What's he, it's the, yeah, the Essendon one anyway. Um, it's been a long week. Um, and he had it out on a stand with no cover. Oh my God, it looked awesome. It looked absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's um, yeah, really good. Um, actually, Sean, that's a good question. Um, is it the same for the showstopper stickers, mate? If you're keeping your showstopper and it's deep in your PC up on a shelf and you're not planning to sell it, geez, rip that sticker off. They look bloody beautiful with the sticker taken off. But they if you think, pop, that, yeah, they pop a lot more. That's that, that sticker. It, it definitely covers over over the light. But yeah, I'm of the same mentality. Like the ones I've got in the cabinet as well, 
I peeled them and my thought process is they're sitting in there. They're not moving anywhere or anything. Yep. Um, but I do have a couple of other ones in my collection that are not on display, which still have the stickers on them in one touches. And I'm yeah. not intent on, on taking them off for this one. Yeah, definitely the showstoppers I have that, you know, are not Richmond and not in PC. Um, yeah, I definitely keep the stickers on them. They just, just if you're ever going to mail them, whether they're in a toppy or we certainly don't suggest mailing in a one touch, but, you know, any protection you can have to give that good experience to someone else, um, I think is really important. Yeah. Um, hey, redemptions. Mate, that's uh, you read my mind. It's as though you've been. It's as though you've been sitting here involved in the I whole show. I think that was sticker because I was just thinking about the captain signature and the sticker, and I'm like, whoa. Yep. We've got an exclusive with respect to redemptions yep. because AJ over here has been having a great chat with Select to find out all the inside info for all you lovely people out there. So yep. take it away, AJ's exclusive. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not so much exclusive, but it's just handy information to know. And um, I guess, my, you know, we've been asked a lot of questions about this. So obviously the 1st of December was the comment that was printed on the back of the, the card. Um, at the moment, as pretty much four out, uh, three out of the five signature cards are back in hand, back in Sydney, ready to be dispatched and redeemed. Um, I believe the Burgoyne one is en route. And um, obviously, there's a slight delay with the Jakovic one. So we've been getting lots of questions about how you actually mail the, the redemption cards in. You do not have to mail them back in the gold box. You can either mail them back in the one touch or obviously a top loader. Make sure that is you know protected because you are going to get sent back that card. You'll notice there is a drill hole. Um, which they won't be able to hole punch. I imagine they're going to have to drill these ones. That will sent me get sent back to you. Um, wrap it in a bit of bubble wrap, all the same way as you'd normally look after a card. And then Robbie and the team at Select will send you back your signed signature card in a gold box, I presume. I'm 90% sure that comes back in that. And then it will also send back in your redemption card too. Um, and they're going to cover the cost of that post coming back. So don't send your card up to Sydney or down to Sydney or to Sydney or wherever you are, just in a white envelope. Please follow all the steps that we've told you before about how to send a card. Um, make sure it's protected. Make sure you have your details there um, and select are aware of who is sending the card in to be redeemed. But that is now open. You can send your cards in now. Um, Robbie will get them back to you as soon as possible. I believe Select will be closed a little bit over Christmas. So make sure if you want the best chance possible to get the your card back, um, get it up there now. Um, I am seeing a couple of notes about the Lockie Neal and also or the Brownlow Predictor and also the Premiership Predictors. My understanding is they are still not yet ready to be redeemed. That will most likely be end of December or January. As all the players were were off playing and then delayed in the bubble, a lot of them have all gone off into different players, uh, different places around Australia, I guess. Um, so I can't imagine they're going to get signed till everyone gets back to training, which is going to be earlier in the year. Um, but we will certainly follow that up and have a definitive answer for everyone, either on our social channels or on the show next week. But yeah. short answer is get your redemptions back in now for um, don't, um for brilliance, Jesus, uh, for brilliance, and uh, yeah, they'll get back to you ASAP. If anyone, um, if anyone needs a refresher on how to pack and send to select, just jump on our YouTube channel or 
jump on cardauthority.com.au and there is a little mini cast of exactly how to pack and send and redeem all that stuff. So if you do need a refresher, just check that one out. Um, Matt, any word on the spelling mistake? Look, I mean, I, I haven't um, got a redemption card back yet. Um, I will certainly ask them, but I mean, it's kind of a little bit of a funny story. There's not really much you can do if it's already been printed. Um, you know, obviously they're not going to reprint the original redemption cards. Let's hope the the signature card got proofed beforehand. But I mean, it's a, a little bit similar to the situation where a good friend of mine, Luke, over at Planet of the Breaks, is um, a huge Buddy Franklin fan. And I can say that he is still shattered to this day that on the back of his 300 case card, it says Buddy's only a one-time premiership player or something like that. Um, and and pretty much, you know, sent a 16-page a message to select demanding a reprint. And I think he even maybe contacted Buddy's manager at one point. He wasn't happy. But uh, big, oh, shout out to Luke. big shout out to Lukey out there. Um, but look, sometimes these things happen. Um, in the NBA, oh, here he is. Not shattered, still filthy. Um, but I mean, look, even NBA, I, I think recently in a release, maybe Prism or something like that, there was a bloke that didn't even have his name printed. It was just a blank spot. And I'm sure someone might be able to tell us that these things happen. It adds a little well, bit of, of things character. Happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just I a bit think, of fun. I think it could be prestige 2010, which had the silver cards with the printed signatures. I think it was that series. <laughs> good, good, good one. Good one, Kelly. I love <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a, there's a couple of the silver foil, um, printed signatures that have the wrong player's actual signature on the card. It's a St Kilda one. I think it might have been Brendan Goddard has an entirely different person from another club signature on that card, yeah. which is pretty funny. Um, just before it disappears up all the millions of comments that are there, uh, mm -hmm. Glenn McInerney uh, said something before. He said, did, did the Silver Showstoppers have a protective film nah, on them? I've maybe. never had one. The whole reason why the gold ones in Prestige ended up with a film on them is because of the issues around the uh the silver ones glenn so there was, there was big issues with those within the packets the front of them was getting scratched by the cards and was basically getting scratched by anything anything that had touched the surface was was really susceptible to uh to scratching and light you know hairline scratches so oh danny so i didn't i, I didn't know that as well prestige. Is Mark Lacroix's name spelled? Yeah, the Lacroix spell name on the supremacy mm. book. I think you'll find probably every single series has spelling uh, spelling mistakes on it. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like a lot of people look at a spelling mistake on a card and they're just like, "Oh, well, where's the quality control? How did someone not pick up on this?" Well, what's crazy is the brain plays funny tricks on people, and it could go through three or four sets of eyes, and you wouldn't even realize. Given my my background is in music, entertainment, and concerts, and events, and tours. Uh, obviously, over, over the years, we produce artwork and that's how we advertise. <clears throat> and you would be amazed how many posters get through being proofread or pieces of content get, get go through so many different sets of eyes and fresh eyes for proofreading. And still, there's an error on it that someone will pick up. It's, it's very hard to get them through. Um, but it's certainly frustrating, but it, it is what it is. Maybe it adds a bit of character to it. I, I was just going to say that it certainly adds a bit of character. And you know, we can maybe even do an episode somewhere down the track about goofy things that are on cards. But um, yeah, don't lose too much sleep over it. Don't don't sweat the the small stuff. Um, oh, here we go. Let's be serious. <laughs> no one will blink an eye if they misspelled Jack Steele. Careful, 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 careful. careful. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, obviously, yeah, I, I can't stress more for people that have just tuned in at the moment. You know, make sure you touch base with Select if you've got any issues with the damage cards. Shoot Select an email. Let them know your issue. Just try to get in touch with them over the next week or so because you just don't want to put yourself in a nasty situation um, where perhaps you might not be able to get your card replaced because it's too long away. Um, and also Redemptions, doors are open. Get them there. Um, and we can't wait to see some SIGs. We haven't seen any of them. There was a fantastic photo that was circulating this week um, of the Lord Brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was awesome where it had, yeah. like, all 50 cards out in front of them. That was awesome. So, um, yeah, we can't wait to see some of the photos. Um, Very amazing. Another little thing, you know, from when I was speaking to Select that they were talked about is that there was a lot of talk about bots last week and also about multiple orders. And we touched on the show that... Um, you know, we did a little, or not we, hey, hey, I'm not guilty here, but hey, Jenks um, did a little bit of market sort of research and tried to order two boxes under his son's name to see if it would actually get pulled up. And I had a little bit of a, I had a little bit of a laugh with Robbie about this um, when I was talking to her this week. And the, she told me some of the processes she went through to make sure that she was um, making sure no one was taking advantage of the situation. And before all the comments light up, it's it's not a perfect scenario that if a, you know other people are going to order for people, people are going to get multiple boxes. That's fine. But what I really got out of not only the actions of when the release happened, but also what happened um, subsequently is that Select really want this product to be in the hands of the collectors. Um, and it's not that they're trying to discount what the stores are doing, but they really want the collectors to get as much of this as possible. Um, so the fact that they put these things in place and the detail they went into to try to do the best thing they could, um, I think is fantastic. Um, we talked a little bit about bots, about how the situation could get solved. And they're actively working which we kind of suspected last week on the show with Shopify and their IT department about how they can put things in place for future releases to actually get um, some of these bots filtered away. And I know a few people have messaged us saying, why don't they put a capture code or one of those sorts of things? I don't know if it's that simple. I'm not an IT guy. Um, but just rest assured for everyone for future releases, this is certainly something that they're looking into and they're very aware of and they don't want people going and buying 100 boxes and flipping them a profit. They want these guys, they want these product to be in people's hands. So, um, yeah, we've had a lot of messages about it, but just certainly be rest assured that that is being looked at. Um, ben, Richmond Premiership Signatures, we just talked about that a little couple of minutes ago, probably early next year, mate. All the footy guys are on break. Um, it's really hard to get anything signed at the moment. So either shoot select an email about that later in the year or probably wait till after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, just on that bot thing, it's uh, it's not mutually exclusive to select and, and this yep. release. This is literally every day thousands and thousands of websites are, are selling products which people are using bots and scripts and, and whatever they can to gain advantage to purchase those products. So Shopify, which is ultimately the back-end system that provides the checkout and the transactions, I'm sure will continue to do whatever they can to mitigate it, but this is part of how things operate now. And yeah, everyone just has to be a bit more conscious of it and a bit yeah. more on the, on the ball with it. In saying all that, again, I, I found it, I didn't have any issues getting and as far as 
you know, the majority, the vast majority of people seem to be able to get it as well. So I think they, they did it as good a job as what they could have. And it's impressive that they're continuing to ask for, for further feedback to strive to, to do better and, and achieve more next time. So yeah, and, credit, and Aaron, credit to them for trying, yeah. Yeah, and Aaron, look, it's um, you might be right. It might be a simple math equation, but what a lot of people don't understand, or and I'm happy to explain it, is that Select have a website that's built on the Shopify platform. When you go and click something, add it to the cart, fill in your name and address, all that kind of stuff, and then you click with the continue to payment or whatever the wording is. That then actually takes you into a Shopify payment processing area. Um, Select don't actually process the credit cards. It all gets done sort of by a third party through Select. So anything at that, um, I guess, checkout phase probably needs to be in implemented at a Shopify level, not so much a Select level. But I can assure you they're definitely looking at all those avenues to hopefully improve the process for the future. And that's all we can really ask. Yeah. A um, couple of questions coming through uh, from Cremona. Well, well done. That's an amazing set if you put that together. Um, I don't know many people that would have a set of green prestige. Um, Jenks, what do you reckon? Maybe one or two at best. Full green sets of prestige. The master set collectors would have them. So, yeah, there'd definitely yeah. be, be a few of those full sets. And I, I think it was always talked about that the red and green parallel sets would probably be subsets that people would would try and achieve and i think if you went early enough on it you could probably pull it off pretty sure michael hobbs has the full full green prestige set well he definitely has the full but, set but well done jace that's a fantastic yeah, achievement. But a, a massive achievement um i just saw someone commented above saying um it was really impressed they're impressed that that select is starting to embrace instagram and social media and all that sort of stuff and yeah. that's obviously yeah. something that all the international manufacturers, especially Tops, Tops does it really, really well. Panini does it really well too. Um, but yeah, it's really, you know what? It's been really impressive to see Select finally step up to the plate in that respect. Because to be honest with you, I've always been very critical of their their marketing or, or lack of marketing in terms of embracing modern forms of media and communication. And I think, I think really, to be honest with you, up until this release everything that they've done to market their product has been quite antiquated um, yep. and it ha hasn't moved with the times and where I'm sure it was fucking amazing and, you know, the, the most modern, coolest shit, you know, that they were doing probably back in the late 90s and early 2000s. Well, from what I've seen over the last few years, there was a real lack of promotion, marketing and communication. What they did for this release, everything from announcing an announcement to generate hype and viewership for an actual announcement was really smart play. The level of professionalism, as we discussed on the last episode with skinning the screen, high quality broadcast through to having a really good personality and someone that was really great in front of the camera that also knew their shit and was able to talk about the product and present the product really well. The new website, there's just, a whole variety of different stuff, and I think they've finally probably come of age. They've moved into the the, uh, the the modern era of how to engage with your your customers and your clientele and your collectors and the hobby in this case. So yeah, good on them. Absolutely, and look, you know, as I mentioned, I just showed before. You know, Lynn Gilmartin was fantastic for the launch video. Um, as I said, I've, I've known Lynn for many many years through previous industries, and she is 
amazing and an absolute professional at what she does. Um, so hopefully she can be a real shining light on future previews and future things that they do with Select. Obviously, there's going to be lots of releases next year, lots of exciting things. Um, I might even reach out to her. I know she spends a little bit of time or a lot of time in America now for the States. Uh, guys, you don't realize she's the the anchor of the World Poker Tour, the WPT. So if you want to go and see out some of her other work, you can go and check her on Fox Sports. Um, but we might reach out and see if we can get her on the show and if she's going to be the new face of Select, it would be great to have a chat with her. Um, okay. Yeah, look, the feedback coming through all the comments here is, yeah, Select really have done a great job. And as we've said the last couple of weeks multiple times, Select have done a brilliant job. We, um, we're always happy to call them out on things that might not be great, but this overall has been a fantastic release and a, a really good effort from everyone involved. So, um, yeah, really good, really good. Um, now, we're coming to the end of the show, but um, Jenks we've spoken a little bit and there's been some exciting things going on with one of the ventures that you're involved in, uh, really good vibes, RGV. Um, and you've got an exciting announcement that you want to share with the card authority listeners and viewers. Yes, I have been uh, given approval by the rest of the uh, RGV crew that we are allowed to announce tonight that the reason I've been having technical issues earlier in the show is because I've had a whole bunch of new hardware being set up here. And that's why the image right now is much crisper than it was. And probably the lighting looks a lot better and everything looks a lot better. So this room has been getting uh, redone, not just for my cabinets and my cards and for the Card Authority broadcast, but also because we are finally at the request of many, many people and the constant messages that keep hitting my inbox and all the other admins inbox and all the other people involved RGV will officially, officially be starting breaks over the coming days. So uh, for those that want to check it out, there is a page at the moment. You can, you should be able to search for it. It's called RGV Breaks Coming Soon. You can sign up to that page and you guys will obviously be on there before the general public knows about it. It hasn't been advertised yet, but that, uh, that is coming and that's uh, it's really exciting. And as I said, like, you know, I'm someone, as everyone knows, that's participated at a huge level in breaks and, and with all the breaks and all the different breakers and break pages, especially over the last couple of years. And plenty of people have seen me uh, over the last few months, certainly with all these releases. And, um, you know, there's a lot of conjecture about the positives and negatives with respect to breaks, but I think we've always taken a position or I've always taken a personal position that, it's just another element to what is a real growing marketplace and a growing segment. And as much as people may dislike certain elements of what break, breaks do and the attributes of breaks, they are actually becoming more and more important with respect to maintaining the hobby and keeping things moving within the hobby as well. Um, and it's, you know, what's quite amazing that I've noticed with regards to like AFL cards and the breaks and the break community in general is we've probably got two thirds of the AFL breakers are watching this right now or in our, up in our comments at the moment. And it's amazing the camaraderie and the way how, you know, everyone engages so well and, and almost work together to make sure that the, the, end, the end consumer, the hobbyists, the collectors are, are getting the most out of it. And, everyone continues to, to strive to achieve, to do more. And I know that all the breakers speak to each other and give each other varying bits of advice and stuff like that. And certainly I've been involved in a lot of conversations with, with all them as well. So I really do think that the breaking side of things 
is here to stay long term um, with this hobby. It's it's you know the physicality of trading cards doesn't so much exist anymore. So the way people interact with each other now are through social engagement on community platforms such as Really Good Vibes and all the other trade sales and talking pages, but also you know the transactional stuff that takes place with respects to breaks and the entertainment and the banter and the same applies with uh, raffles randoms razzes whatever you want to call them as well so again i'm expecting there's there's always going to be conjecture and we've always talked about it before and this is a, a decision that we've made recently after really just having just a huge amount of requests for months and months and months to be able to do it so we certainly looked at it at the resources we had and thought that you know why not why not give it a shot? Um, let's see what we can do for everyone. We've got our processes really locked down with respect to RGV. We're extremely transparent and all that sort of stuff. So we'll give it a bit of a whack and uh, we'll see what happens. So yeah, anyone that wants to jump on board there, the first breaks will be listing in the next couple of days, but you can head on over to the coming soon page, RGV breaks coming soon. All members of currently of RGV card authority and really good vibes have a, an auto approval mechanism on entry as well. Um, so yeah. Yeah, and obviously, um, look, and it's fantastic that you guys, I, you know, I obviously know firsthand how credible, you know, all of RGV and really good vibes are, but more to the point, just the positive things you're gonna to try to do for the, for, the, for the community. So it's fantastic that you guys are all jumping on board. Um, we'll certainly talk about it further in, in the future as we promote plenty of breakers here. So it's, uh, we don't really show any favors, but Matt, um, Card Authority, and I can't speak for RGV, but neither of us are affiliated with Select. Um, we're completely neutral. We think it's better that way. We obviously speak to all the parties and all the industry, um, breakers, manufacturers, retail outlets. We, um, we we speak to everybody. We help everybody, um, but we're neutral with Switzerland. So, um, yeah. but anyway. And we, yeah. Cer well, we, cer we certainly try and provide a really balanced commentary with everything as well. And um, you can probably appreciate at certain times relationships get strained based on what's happening in the marketplace and stuff as well. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, we, we certainly don't have any affiliation or ties to, to any of the manufacturers or anything. Um, and with that being said as well, it's all about what's out there, I suppose, for us to be able to talk about. So if other manufacturers in the, in the market or there's other things in the market for us to be able to talk about, we'll certainly give our thoughts, opinion and commentary on it. And, um, yep. you know, I, I would like to think with what's going on with trading cards, um, you know, the, the, the only other operator and only other licensee in the space, Team Coach, could probably come out and, and do something to make their, their item maybe more collectible again and, and something that, that resonates with the, the collector's market. Because yeah, a lot, a lot of people probably don't realize, especially in the modern collectors, that Team Coach used to be extraordinarily collectible. Like some of the oh, Team Coach yeah. cards went for a lot yeah. more money than what Select Cards did. Um, however, that company sort of started to shift into a, into a mass market position and started to really, really utilize technology with respect to the gaming and the online aspect of, and how to engage kids. And what everyone, I suppose, needs to remember at a really broad level, and whether it's Select or it's Team Coach or it's a merchandiser or whoever it is, anyone that holds an AFL license, the intent of the AFL there is not just to sell a product to generate revenue. It's to it's to 
get people on board with the culture of the AFL and supporting the AFL and then maintaining those people for prolonged periods of time and for generations. So how do they appeal to children? How do they appeal to teenagers? How do they appeal to adults? How do they appeal to older generations of people as well? So I think all, all the different cards obviously have their place. Select is something that very much appeals to predominantly a hobby market and they all obviously have a series one product which is designed to reach a mass market whereas team coach is a bit the opposite they are synonymous with kids and, and with young people and you know my, as, as you know aj with your own kids like my kids at school you know team coach is what they're playing with in the playground in the classroom yep. and stuff like that and dylan my son you know is it's rare for for any of these kids to even know what select is i think select probably took a bit of ground this year and managed to get in more amongst the kids a little bit this time around um, just because cards blew up so much and then people were just looking for random stuff. But otherwise, you know, it, it's been 10 coach been huge with the kids. So, um, yeah, yeah, I would sorry. say, I would say with the hobby and the way it is, there, there, there should be some pretty cool things going on. I would like to think. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And so obviously a question here from Daniel, will RGV only be doing AFL breaks or will they be looking at other sports? Uh, look, the intent for RGV at this stage, Daniel, um, is to really focus on, on AFL and where where our expertise in our market is from from the get go. But I, I'm not going to say that the door isn't open for many other things to take place, and whether that's other sports or non-sport related cards or memorabilia, whatever. It, it could be anything. And and to be clear as well, like with RGV, randomly generated victories. It, you know, it's been running for about six months and the raffle page, the random page, has been running for about six months and it's all been AFL. But there's always been an intent for us to branch that out into other areas. There's just, there's so much involved in it and the demand is so significant within this market for, for AFL. It's very hard to, to to just implement those other things quickly. So we're trying to get things things right in certain areas to begin with and and not just go out and try and do everything all at once you know we, we want to help grow the market in a lot of areas not just take advantage of the market um you know that that whole for for collectors by collectors and where it all really began is really important to the whole ethos of it so yeah yeah nice well well done guys uh, we look forward to seeing the progress obviously um you know i'll be a supporter and a, a fan as always as i'm sure a lot of people will um, look, I think it's probably a good time to wrap up the show. We've managed to cut it down under 70 minutes here. This is a small miracle. I, I, guess, you, I, guess, you, I guess you did disconnect three times. <laughs> yeah, so. that's right. I probably had three minutes of disconnect. Well, and that probably put the brakes on you a few times. Um, look, just one final thing, guys. It's an emotional time, and I know, Jenks, you've mentioned this a couple of times. New releases are always emotional. Everyone wants... Um, wants everything um some people can't get it whether it's sealed stock or the cards they want just be nice to each other be fair be human you know what i mean there's there's no need to um be shit is probably the nice way of saying it so just treat people the way you want to be treated everyone's trying to collect here everyone's trying to do their own thing and um just yeah be nice to everyone it costs you nothing Cost you nothing. Yeah. Absolutely, cost you nothing. New so rele- keep that new in mind. Releases. Yeah, new releases. You see the best and worst of people, and uh, yeah, that's it. Exactly as you said. Everyone has different circumstances as well, and is in a different position. And it's easy to to you know, misjudge or misread or misinterpret something, especially over the internet. So uh, yeah, as you said, it's all uh, 
we, we don't just collect the physical pieces of cardboard. It's about the journey that, that gets us there. And we all want to be able to enjoy that, that journey as well. So, uh, yeah, keep on keeping on. What a Indeed. time to be alive. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for tuning in as always. Stay tuned to our social channels. If you're watching us on YouTube, give us a subscribe. Or if you're on Spotify or iTunes or any of those things, make sure you give us a follow. But as always, stay tuned to the Card Authority website where you can get all our previous episodes. Stay tuned to Facebook. Just keep in touch. And if there's anything we can do, we're always here, both Jenks and I. Jenks, excellent. As always, love the bright white room. Looks like uh, some exciting things are going to be happening there in the future. I think we're going to get some card authority decals across the wall and the back and stuff like that. We're going to make it look really nice. We're going to make that wall pop. We're going to get some real lighting. We're going to do it all, and we're going to do it on a real tight budget. That's what, <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, ball, balling on a budget. <laughs> all right. All right, signing off. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for your support, everyone. It's been amazing. And I can tell by the comments tonight we're going to hit a record again with this episode after last week's one as well. And it's just, I, I don't know, I, I'm pretty blown away, to be honest. And, I, you know, we're supposed to be signing yeah. off here. But, to, you know, to give you guys a bit of an idea, across all the platforms where Card Authority sits, we're doing, you know, 3,000 plus unique listeners and viewers an episode at the moment. And if that's not a testament to the strength of the hobby, it's not about us and it's not about the show necessarily. It's about the fact that there are people, there are 3,000 plus people every single week that want to hear about trading cards and, and trading cards in Australia. Um, and, and that is just an that's amazing awesome. thing. And it's a sign of the times and it keeps going yeah. up. And I wouldn't listen to anyone that's telling you, oh, the hobby's sinking, it's falling apart, all this sort of stuff. It's bullshit. We look at the numbers. We look at the metrics. We look at the data. That's uh, it's a load of crap. It's all, it's all on the up and up. Thank you again to everyone. Thanks for your support. Thanks for getting involved. And we'll catch you on the next episode.